Hello everyone, Tom Carvelli of Greenway Mortgage here again. In the following video call, I'm speaking with Vic Malillo of Universal Credit Services. Vic is a credit reporting and credit scoring expert with over 30 years of credit reporting industry experience providing credit reports, credit scores, and related services. He has become known as the credit master. Vic speaks nationally to lending and real estate professionals, housing and counseling agencies, and at first-time homebuyer seminars with the goal of educating and promoting home ownership, as well as reducing credit default. It seems there are a lot of misconceptions out there about forbearance and deferment of mortgage payments, and we want to be sure consumers are informed. Post any questions in the comments and we'll be sure to answer. Please enjoy. All right, Vic, thank you for uh, joining us today. Um, or joining me and uh, all of the other viewers that will see this uh, once once it's released. Um, so today we're we're going to talk about uh, credit and uh, in the wake of the pandemic and and the uh, shutdown of the economy. I think there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, there there's a lot of information out there. A lot of things happening. Uh, one of the main things. Uh, that's that's new and and relevant is uh, forbearance that I think we want to talk about. But uh, before we get to that, I thought uh, it would be very helpful if you could talk a little bit about the basics of credit, credit reporting, credit reports, uh, and that sort of thing. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, you know, the the credit report people have to understand is just a story about you. So the past seven years of information, the credit bureaus are simply the library storing that information given to them by whom? Your creditors. So the creditors are the author sending in this information to the credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax, and they do nothing more than store that information and keep it there until someone like yourself wants to tap into it and say, tell me that story about Vic Malillo. Okay, so the you mentioned there the bureaus. So those are um, those bureaus are Equifax, TransUnion, and um, what's the third Experian. one? Experian. Okay, so they they're collecting information from creditors. Now, creditors, could you talk a little bit about who creditors are and what sorts of things they're actually sending over to the bureaus? Absolutely. So your creditors, anyone that has a loan financed by you through them, credit card companies, uh, bank-issued credit cards, department store-issued credit cards, uh, you know, different maybe collection accounts could be on there if a doctor bill wasn't paid and someone's looking to collect that. All of this information is voluntarily reported in to Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So nobody is deemed that they have to report this information in, but they all do so voluntarily for themselves, for the benefit of their reporting and collecting, and then obviously to you and your benefit, uh, the information stored in there. So if we don't like a chapter in our book, we have to go back directly to that creditor, and they're the ones that need to update that information. They may report in monthly, bi-monthly, most report in a single time per month. And it could vary from the first few days of the month to maybe the last few days of the month, depending on when your statement is cut. So you'll see a statement date, and you could typically know that about three to five days from that statement date, the information should be updated 
at the bureau level. Oh, that's interesting. That's something I didn't know. Okay. Uh, now, as far as a mortgage goes, right? So, you know, obviously uh, there's, there's credit cards and all of those other creditors, but when uh, somebody has a mortgage, uh, what information is the mortgage company or the mortgage servicer reporting over to, uh, to the credit bureaus? Because I think so that might become important uh, when we start talking about forbearance. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, the, the obvious factors are uh, monthly payment, uh, current balance, date opened, date reported is very key. So time, you want to focus on your accounts and look at the date reported because that's the date the information is accurate as of. Okay. So looking at that is real important. And then it's the history. You know, they will report at least 24 months of history, depending on the length of time the account was opened, it'll it'll go back historically. And that's really the key factor and what we're probably going to be stepping into is the past payment history of the account. And are there any narratives on the account, which are comments below, maybe stating a mortgage type, a repayment type um, uh, of the account? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's good information. Thank you. Um, so now the, can you explain what, so we want to dive into forbearance and deferments, right? And, and I, and I'd like to, there's, there's a bunch of questions that I have surrounding that, but, uh, I, I believe the, the forbearance came out of the CARES Act, which was as a response to, uh, the pandemic and the economic shutdown. So can you just please explain what what the government actually did uh, in as far as uh, allowing people to delay payments on their mortgage? Correct. So the, the government's response and through the media, obviously, you know, individuals across the country were hearing about forbearance deferment of their mortgage payments. And that if they were unable to make their mortgage payments, they were deeming and putting into law that you would not be penalized. You're not going to be reported delinquent, but they would forego two months, three months, maybe six months of mortgage payments. Yet it's the interpretation of that. So you can't just stop making your mortgage payments, believing government has put a law in place, which means I can stop making my mortgage payment. I have no worries. And when I can start or when they'll defer me to, we can pick up from there. So, you know, the most important factor is contacting that lender, you know, speak with them. I've had some very intelligent individuals and well-to-do individuals stop making their mortgage payments, just believing I don't have to. And that's not true. You know, we want to exercise that caution because I kind of say it's, forbearance and the unsuspecting consumer not realizing or speaking with that creditor to determine at the end of that period, there's three payments due. Let's say it was a three-month deferment or forbearance. Well, how is that going to be handled? And I've heard different stories. You know, three payments deferred or forbeared. When that comes due, they want all four payments. Are you able to make all four payments? How are we going to work this out? What will be put on the end of the loan, possibly? Uh, I've heard some saying, you know, like at the end of the year when they recalculate your taxes and insurance, they're going to say, okay, you missed 
four payments. Uh, that's four taxes and escrow payments. We're going to take that amount, divide it by 12, and your monthly mortgage payment is going to go up by X amount of dollars per month. Right. Okay. So this, yeah, that's an important point, right? So there's not only the, um, the mortgage payment, uh, the principal and interest payment that's being deferred, it's the escrow payments as well. So the, the, um, there should be reserves in the escrow in the escrow account uh, that you pay into on a monthly basis, but eventually there will be a shortage. And the, the one of the questions is, how are they going to make that shortage up? Do you have to do a lump sum payment, uh, or are you gonna are you gonna separate that over the twelve months, which is what I, I think uh, you just suggested there. So the right. so the question is. Um, well, what it sounds like, and maybe you can confirm, is there's not a there's not a single answer. Um, it sounds like the individual creditors uh, or the mortgage companies are deciding how they want to do it on a case by case basis, or maybe just you know a company by company basis. So have you? So it, what are the what are the what is the biggest misconception out there? as far as uh, a forbearance, deferment, payment holiday uh, goes? Right. I, I, I think it's believing that you have a three-month gift of not having to make that mortgage payment. I could stockpile cash. I could allocate that $3,000 a month payment to something else. And, you know, it, it's not just this free pass. Right. So there's going to be accountability at the end and lender by lender, you know, maybe they're going to ask after the three months, show me evidence. Did you have to file unemployment? You know, show me bank statements. Was there a deficit of money going into your accounts? Right. We really don't know exactly what they may require or want at the end of this. And then how are they able to make resolution because I, I think we all know it's that trickle down effect. So, you know, the non-payment of a mortgage payment to that lender causes something else, which causes something else. So we all have to work on this together. But I think, you know, let's reserve this unprecedented time and actions that lenders are making, which is preserving your credit, not impacting your credit score, but only utilize this if you really and truly need it. And I hope you don't. And if you do, it's here to truly help you and get over this hump and get through this and we will work at it. So those that are, for lack of better words, thinking they're going to bunk the system, you know, could be in for some, some trouble, you know, and those that truly need this, I believe that the benefits and the programs are there, which will truly help you and help us flourish at the end of this moving forward. Right. So, I mean, the message that, that I, I think I'm hearing here is like, if you can afford to pay for the roof over your head, you should pay for the roof to uh, pay for the 100%. roof over your head. Um, and, and if you're, if you're really actually in trouble where you do have some sort of a hardship, that's what this tool is there for. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tool um, but you also need to understand, uh, as the person that is having the hardship, you need to get that approved by the lender, by your mortgage company, by mm -hmm. 
by contacting them and then, um, you know, possibly or probably um, demonstrating that you actually need it. And whatever that may mean, uh, providing, like you said, bank statements or, you know, filing for unemployment or what have you. So the, there are, so I think uh, forbearances, uh, deferment and forbearance have been used interchangeably, uh, but can you explain briefly what the difference is between the two? Sure, sure. So when you're deferring payments, and I think the classic example of a deferred payment is what? Student loans. Student loan payments are deferred until six months after graduation, or maybe you could reapply for six months of deferment of your education loan payments until you secure a job for yourself. So some may defer those payments. And I think deferment would actually be better than forbearance. Okay. On, on the accounts, you know, speaking with different lenders, because I believe deferment means interest is going to accrue. There's no principal payments due. And at the end of deferment, we will begin or, you know, restart your monthly payment process. Again, where the forbearance is, we're kind of giving you that window of, you don't have to pay us. We're not going to consider you late. But at the end of that forbearance, we need to figure out where that money's coming from and what we are going to do. I've heard, you know, different variances from tacking it all on to the end of the loan, some securitizing a second lien position. So all of that money will be tacked on as a secondary lien position for oh. when the loan is paid in full, you owe that three months of principal interest taxes and insurance. So again, it's a variance of how all are going to handle this. Um, what's the future of reporting? You know, if some just decide to modify your loan, are they going to report now that this was a modified mortgage loan or is it something just kind of buried behind the scenes? They modify it, change your monthly payment and everything looks good because I think you and I know if they do report that narrative comment that the loan was modified, that could do what? Hinder future lending abilities uh, via guidelines of lenders. So you had uh, mentioned at the beginning that uh, mortgage company, we talked about what they're actually reporting. So if somebody is in forbearance at currently, will that be reported by the lender to the credit bureaus? Correct. 100%. I have seen those reportings right now where it's stating loan in forbearance. They have removed the monthly payment. So the account is reporting current mm. with the principal balance at the time. And they have removed the monthly payment. So you're not getting credit like a payment was made. Um, I would think that would have some impact. I haven't seen it. But again, now you're reporting a mortgage with a zero monthly payment. Mm. Uh, and then it will re-report at the time it is due. And we hope that that payment isn't going to show three, six, nine thousand dollars due for the next payment. But the regular scheduled monthly payment or agreed upon payment amount. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think what I've been hearing, uh, is that, you know, uh, the, I don't know which one, it, probably all eventually, but Fannie, Freddie and, and FHA are likely going to, um, update their guidelines, something to the effect of you cannot refinance, 
uh, out of your current mortgage until if you went into forbearance, you will not be able to refinance that mortgage for a certain time period after you come out of forbearance. Um, I haven't actually seen that yet, but um, I've heard grumblings about it. So we'll have to see what, what comes out of the, um, out of the, uh, the GSEs uh, on the, on that front. Um, so, you know, you had mentioned a, a number of people, uh, you know, going into forbearance without actually, um, without actually getting confirmation that they can or they should. Um, once people start the process uh, and then they find out that they don't, don't actually want to do forbearance because it could have a negative impact on them in the long term, um, can they or have they uh you know, been able to sort of rescind that request and, and actually not go into forbearance? Yes. So, you know, particular examples were of someone that did want to rescind and remove any comment of forbearance from their account. The benefit to them was they were still making their monthly payments. So I believe you can rescind the request for forbearance as long as you have not taken advantage of not making a monthly payment. So we have several days left in this month. And if your March payment was made and being in April, you have a few days left to make that April payment and the ability, I believe, to rescind the forbearance deferment of your payments. But once we get into May, if that April payment was not made and it mm -hmm. was 30 days delinquent, then I believe at that point, you may not be able to remove the forbearance comment or Maybe they would look at it and go, well, if you could make us April and May's payment, we'll remove this comment. But again, all uncharted territory, right. everybody kind of flying by the wheel of what are they going to implement as new policy, new procedures on a on a case by case basis. And, you know, your ability to get someone on the phone is growing in difficulty because they are overloaded, wow. per se, with information requests and phone calls. Yeah. So, um, the, um, so right now, so the, 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 the government's response has said that anybody that does go into forbearance, um, cannot be reported as late. Does that also have mean that there's no impact on credit scores? And if, if there is an impact on credit scores, you know, what would it be or how are, how would it be calculated in? Sure. Absolutely. So, with the reporting of information, if they put a disaster code on the account, you know, to say it was impacted by a natural or declared, obviously this is a declared disaster, mm. it, that comment code could report on there. So with that, there is a forgiveness and there will not be a negative impact to your score. But if you were someone that was delinquent prior to, so there were some people, let's just say that maybe weren't making their February payment, and this came about, it's not a crutch to say, well, I didn't make January, February. Hey, I'm very lucky this came out. Yeah. I'm going to apply for my forbearance and now I'm good for back payment. So if you were delinquent prior to the time of this declaration, they will continue to report you with that prior delinquency. Again, this is during the period of that forbearance, which could be, I would say, March April's payment. I think you'd have some trouble about February. But again, that's the, the discussions with the lenders. Um, I did have someone who was delinquent 30 days for their January payment. 
they were delinquent 30 days for their February payment, but then they did actually make up the payment in March. So they did bring the loan current in March and therefore they were not being counted, you know, delinquent during this period. Okay. So, you know, the, the future of the impact reportings when deferment comes out, they remove the disaster code from the account. Now your account's going to fully factor in with the scoring models, fair and Isaac, um, okay. you know, clearly for those, your credit scores are not attached to your credit report. It is a snapshot at the time the credit report is accessed that then it is funneled through the fair and Isaac scoring model to generate your score as of today. So okay. in knowing that we want to be prepared prior to someone looking to pull our credit. So we know that snapshot of information is using the best credit balances we may have, timely payments we may have to give us a good, strong score. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I think um, it, the best way to, to wrap this up uh, would be uh, what, you, what you would consider uh, best practices during this period of time in protecting your credit scores. Uh, you know, what can people do? What, what sorts of things uh, should they be considering uh, in order to, you know, protect their, their, their credit score? 100%. Um, I believe credit is renewable, not repairable. And what I mean by that is, you know, if things are delinquent or something has gone wrong, you can correct them. You can bring accounts current. You could pay prior delinquencies. And we want to create a good window of non-delinquency, which shows your strength of ability to repay because credit scores don't know how much money you make or how much you have in the bank. They just know who and how you're paying people. So please, if you can, try and keep credit card balances low, like 50% or less of the credit limits. Um, not zero because you need activity. If there is a loan that may have gone delinquent, try and bring that back current and keep it current for yourself. And you know, credit's important, not just for lending, but it can go for insurance. And a lot of different entities may rely on your credit score to deem credit worthiness or ability to obtain information. So stay in tune with your credit report. One great tip, uh, annualcreditreport.com, the true free site for your credit report. You cannot get your score, but you can get your credit report for free one time per year and after every new credit inquiry. But now in this pandemic, they have offered a free credit report every week. So you can go there and look at your credit report free every week just to make sure people are reporting information on you properly. And then when you want to know your true mortgage credit score, you got to visit your team member at Greenway so you know that true mortgage credit score, which is what lenders across the country will access versus any other scoring model you might obtain online. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Vic, thank you very much. Is there anything else that you think we should uh, cover here uh, or any other information you'd like to relay? Uh, just stay in touch with your creditors. Don't rely on information that comes, you know, through the media, over the internet. Just speak directly with your creditors and get the fact from them and how they want to report and what you can do and ask them about the impact of anything that they're doing for you that they may report to the bureaus 
and ask them about what they may not report to the bureaus. So there's there's no surprises of, of anyone getting getting in shock and saying, really? <laughs> so avoid the really. <laughs> well, the I think. I think that's a that's a great place to end it. Great advice. I, I appreciate your time today. And uh, thank you. Thanks again. Okay, enjoy. Thank right. you for having me. All right, thanks, Vic. Bye. Bye-bye.